0: Okay, hi. <laughs> since since I was little, I, I think I received a lot of love and um, my parents were able to express um, their love towards me in a verbal way and I knew that I was loved. I think at the same time I lived in constant fear from the same person or people that I knew loved me. So, there was always this duality of I I know this person loves me, but this person also scares me. I think it's very difficult for me to accept the fact that people can have loving feelings and positive emotions towards me um without them also hating me at the same time and maybe that is the reason behind you know why um i struggle with friendships a lot because i think i i have a very difficult time with uh, giving affection and accepting affection from friends and this isn't an, this is a thing that i've wondered for a long time because uh, i i don't have a problem with i don't have a problem with making friends uh, and and deepening those friendships but I do kind of feel icky when there's like, um, either when a friend gives me a lot of affection, or when, you know, I feel inadequate in my ability to give back the same level of affection that I'm receiving. So, it's, it's also interesting because I don't, I don't have this problem in romantic relationships, but in friendships, it's like, I need to keep them at a certain distance um but at the same time i crave this closeness that i'm not able to achieve because there's something blocking me from expressing my love and affection for them in you know the purest form so it's a problem that i'm that i wish i didn't have and it's something that i'm navigating uh and it also shows up in my relationships with Uh, For example, like my mom uh, and my sister and anyone who's close to me. With my relationship with Roger, I feel like I'm able to just be completely open with how much I love I have for them. And um, I feel comfortable in, you know, talking about the topic of love and affection and communicating my needs for affection and we're we've sorted it out and we are still um sorting it out but it's gotten to a point where i feel very very comfortable with him and i know uh i know for certain that we both love each other and that causes me to not hold back when i'm wanting to show him love or wanting to Tell him my need for affection in a certain moment. I guess when that, uh, in the context of friendship, it's, in my opinion, it's difficult to achieve that level of intimacy with a friend. Um, if with a romantic partner, you know they know everything, they've seen everything, they, they've heard everything, they've been there at your most rawest moments. And maybe, you know, that's also because our traumas and our emotions are wound up with our physicality and our, and our, and our um, corporeal body, that uh, physical intimacy with a romantic partner uh, causes me to feel like I am more connected and open with them. Um, as compared to a friend who I don't have that level of physical intimacy with. So maybe that's another aspect where, um, you know, physical touch and just physical openness and physical honesty and physical vulnerability helps me in overcoming that barrier of, you know, being unsure of whether this person, whether I should be fearful of this person. Yeah, maybe back to friendships and affection. Uh yeah, I never had a problem with with expressing affection with my friends growing up. Um yeah, I don't really know where it began. Like I I do consider it a flaw in myself and I mean I'm, I I I think it's I think there are valid reasons for why I am the way that I am and I'm sure that a lot of other people have difficulties with you know, feeling and giving affection within friendship, so I, I do feel shame, if I'm being honest, but I don't think it's warranted, um, I don't think the feeling of shame that I feel about myself and the guilt that I feel is warranted, uh, and you know, every day, like, I just think of I get random flashbacks of things that happened in my past and how those things felt. And I start making connections between the way that I am now and what ha- the things that happened in the past. And it, it makes sense, you know, like um, everything's so interconnected. And it's like amazing to see how these things that happened since I was a child all, all interplay and accumulate to like wires and pathways in my brain that make me think the ways that I think in now, uh even after so many years. So I can't even I can't even imagine how much work it's taking and it's gonna take for me to start unwiring and start building new pathways through which I can have, you know, healthier relationships and healthier friendships um and healthier ideas and idea- healthier ideas about my own self and others around me um so roger my partner i i really think that he i i'm like convinced that he was like some sort of buddhist monk in his past life because the things that he just casually tosses out like the things that he just casually says about human nature and why people might act the way that they might act, and, you know, like, I don't know, um, for example, if someone says a certain thing, uh, and I take it a certain way and I complain about it, he's like, I don't know, maybe that person's just, you know, this type of person for this and this reason, and I'm like, damn, I never thought about it that way, and that happens so many times to the point where I'm just convinced that he just knows everything, that everything's just coded in his brain already, uh, because to him, it, like, just makes a lot of sense, but, you know, there are other things that I consider common sense that he just is, it's so foreign to him, so it's, it's fascinating to see and live and interact with a person like that, because it's, like, he helps me see things from a totally different perspective and a more understanding and wider perspective, uh, that kind of neutralizes my perception of others if that makes sense um because for me I it's it's not a good thing I I tend to judge immediately when I I see someone say something or do something um and I it it's bad like I know I shouldn't do it because everyone's learning and everyone's not perfect and everyone has reasons for why they act certain ways uh, but but being in a relationship with Roger is helping me Maintain a more neutral stance that's less divisive and less judgmental. So I really appreciate that. And that's not only helping me with my ideas of others, but it's also helping me with my ideas of myself, where I'm starting to become much more forgiving and neutral in viewing myself and my emotions and my thought processes in a way that's really benefiting me. Um, so when I notice that I'm thinking a certain thing or acting a certain way, uh, you know, in the past, I would have felt, you know, waves of shame and guilt and wondering why I am thinking this way when I shouldn't be thinking this way, you know, and thinking that I'm a horrible person for doing something or feeling something when I feel like I shouldn't have done that or felt that way, but, um, talking about these things with roger is helping me say you know like it's okay that's understandable the way that you felt um like the the thing that you felt and emotion that you felt are valid and it makes sense and that's okay um not everything has to be either good or bad it can't be neutral and it's up to me to recognize that as something that i did and if i don't like it then i can work to change it and it's not the end of the world and it doesn't signify anything bad about me um as a person i have lots of close friends that i'm so grateful for and they all help me a lot um like i don't know how i ended up with such amazing friends who have such kind and open hearts like i'm i'm i i feel like i want to cry just thinking about the types of friends that i have and the types of friendships that friendships that i was able to cultivate it it's been you know i like growing up in middle school growing up in high school i was I think I was the friend that you went to if you had a problem <laughs> and you just rant about it and like she gives you advice and is there for you and you know hangs out with you but something that a lot of my friends told me is that I never open up to them and that wasn't something intentional that I was doing you know I wasn't like uh, I wasn't intentionally trying to be private or keeping secrets but to them it seemed like it seemed like I was so close off and I always wondered why but now I'm realizing that I have I had and I have so many issues inside me that it's just the idea of even working through them is so just it 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 feels scary and it feels overwhelming so I think in a way I was procrastinating, so I I, I I loved, in a strange way, kind of a weird way, I loved hearing about other people's problems because it helped me feel validated and it helped me feel heard and understood in a, in a, what's the word, in a, in a uh, vicarious way, so that, I mean, it maybe, in a way, was healthy for me, but in a lot of ways, it also wasn't. So now that I'm... not that I'm taking more time to reflect on every single aspect of me that comes up to surface and recognizing it and validating it and understanding it and making sure I create space to feel those emotions... I feel much more at peace with myself and I no longer feel like I'm just pushing myself down and that I'm not being genuine to myself which i f- I felt that way for my whole life That's how You know, right now, I'm in a... I'm in a life situation that... is really out of my control and... It's not a situation that I can remove myself from, and it involves the people that are closest to me um, within my family. So, it it has been such a difficult year, uh, like one of the most difficult years in my life. Um, but it has also been the year of the most healing, and I i watched this, um, spiritual vlogger, I've known her for, like, four years, I'd say, um, her name is Hitomi, and in one of her recent videos, she talked about the life and death cycle, I believe, um, I don't know if that's correct, but she said that she, healed the most and worked through the most in one of her death cycles. So I feel like this past year has been such a death cycle to me where um, everything that I thought my life was meant for, everything that I held on to to make my life meaningful, everything that made me feel this ephemeral sense of... (sighs) Things are fine, but clearly things aren't. They just all self imploded. And through that process, I've. I feel like I've. I've just been destroyed. (laughs) Like, I feel like. I feel like. I feel like a large part of my ego was just completely uh like crumpled up and just thrown and incinerated and just lit on fire. Like I, I genuinely feel like I am in a weird kind of rebirth phase where I need to let go and I need to um reflect and let go, and move forward, and in that process, be very kind and forgiving and loving of myself, um, and, and so, you know, it, it is crazy, and it's so, it's so scary, because it, feeling like things are out of your control, like, Feeling that everything in your life is out of your control, and I'm sure this is fueled by COVID and everything and the pandemic, um, It's it feels hopeless and I feel helpless a lot of the time and it really is affecting my mental health, but at the same time, it's been forcing me to prioritize uh, healing. You know, I've been exploring, um, I've been exploring parts of myself that I've blocked for many years, uh, and I'm realizing a lot, a lot of things that I, I feel associated trauma with that I didn't even realize. Like, I've been, I've been, I recently realized that I feel a lot of trauma, um, around religion, like, when people mention it, like, I feel very attacked, and I, I, like, I know the reasons why, um, but that's something that I didn't know, that I'm just learning about myself, um, and also, also, I've realized that, you know, these bad feelings that I feel, like, at least once a day, or, I don't know, um, these overwhelming bad, bad sensations that I feel is actually anxiety. (laughs) Like, I feel like I've got, I've been gaslighting myself my whole life saying that my, my problems are illegitimate and that my experiences and, um, my traumas and my my coping mechanisms and my you know responses are not valid that's just what I've been telling myself my whole life and I don't know why um well I I think I do know why and I think it was because I was gaslit by my parents uh well my mom since I was little so uh I don't think of my sadness my anger my anxiety those things were never validated and they were only shamed upon um and called wrong and you know turned into something that's my fault uh until i met roger and he started telling me that those feeling those emotions are understandable and that you're not crazy that i'm not crazy and just hearing that over and over and over again starts to reprogram my brain unwiring these thought processes that I've had since I was little just to bring it back to what I started talking about which is like friendships and affection I do think that uh you know I'm not a very affectionate person with my friends and uh, like no matter how much I do want to be affectionate it's just not how I I express my love Like, I think I express my love through having, um, like, deep conversations and helping them when they're struggling, but I don't necessarily express my platonic love for friends through, um, physical closeness or, I don't know, like, affectionate words. Like, that's just not who I am, and it's difficult for me, especially being, a. You know, I, I pass as a female, so, you know, having that um, subtle expectation and norm of being feminine, uh, it, at least in my mind, is, like, being super close with friends, telling them, you know, I love them all the time, like, I, I do love my friends, but I just don't express it that way openly, and it's not because I intentionally try not to, it's just, it's just, it doesn't come naturally to me, and I wish it did. I really do love my friends and I think all of the friends that I have are amazing and sometimes I'm scared by them not not because not I'm not saying that they're scary or that they're scaring them I'm just I I get these feelings once in a while where I feel like all of my friends are judging me and they don't like me and that I've been being such a bad friend and I feel so much guilt and uh like loneliness because of those thoughts that I have so I know that that's entirely my problem but uh, it is something that I feel and I just want to make clear that um, I really appreciate every single one of my friends and I think they're amazing people and I'm so grateful to have met them and to have them in my life and yeah I'm always like concerned that I might actually be this like narcissistic self-serving person that is not willing to you know sacrifice time for other people like i i really genuinely want to be a kind person and i want to be the type of person that people um feel safe around and feel that they can rely on but in reality, I get so, I feel like I get burned out around um, things in general so easily, so um, especially now my life is so exhausting, I feel like I can't provide my friends with the level of support and love and, you know, extra-ness that I want to, that I usually would, so that makes me feel really bad and guilty inside, Um, and it makes me feel like I'm not, a good enough friend, so I've been struggling with feelings of that all the time. Uh, and one thing that Roger told me is my emotional reactiveness, which is something that I have felt uh, much, much guilt and shame about for majority of my life, like at least half of it, uh, since I started being emotionally reactive, um, is because I've had my boundaries crossed so many times to the point where I just lash out when it happens because I'm just reminded of all the moments that my boundaries were crossed and all the moments that I felt hurt. And this amalgamation of just like bad emotions and anger and invalidated feelings bubble up and explodes and it is something that I'm it is something that I'm working on that I've noticed that I need to work on Um, and I think him validating that and saying you know how you acted uh, is understandable and there's a reason behind it and there's no reason for you to feel shameful about it really helped me And and I want a lot of uh, my friends to start thinking that way about themselves as well and not being so hard on themselves, hard on themselves. <laughs> because we're all learning and we're all growing and we're all sensitive beings um, we've all injured so much and we've, we've you know, we've all done hurtful things we've all said hurtful things and there's no way to measure uh, there's no way of there's no way of weighing uh, and seeing if it balances out, you know, like how much bad things have happened to me versus how much bad things have I done. So there's really no reason in trying to, you know, weigh out these two and seeing if you're a bad person because you know this one outweighs the other one. There's there's really no point because at the at the end of the day, you're you're a person, you're a being and you have friends that love you and I love you and I think that you are and I think that you are so warm and loving and compassionate and empathetic and I'm thinking of all of my close friends right now and I'm I'm just so grateful to the universe that those types of people can exist in this world so no matter what kinds of hurtful things that you may have said to your closest loved ones um no matter what unethical things that you may have done of course it's important for us to realize and recognize the harm that we've caused but at the same time it's not really productive to hate on ourselves and hurt ourselves and um try to take revenge on ourselves for having done those things in the past. Um, The best thing that we can do to be accountable and to love ourselves and others in our lives uh, is to learn from our past and move forward. So, yeah. This has been a journey. In conclusion, um, you know, self-love and radical self-acceptance, radical tenderness. These are all very difficult, but I'm learning my way through it. And I want more people to start trying to, start trying to adopt practices, um, in which they feel safe around themselves and they feel like themselves is their own best friend because I found that when I am my own best friend, um, I feel less alone and I feel less lonely and I feel more validated and I feel more free in being able to express myself and explore my interests and my passions. So, um, yeah. I, I love you. I appreciate you. I, um, I see you, and I'm here for you, and thank you so much for listening to what I've had to say, and, uh, I will... Uh, I may do another one of these, I don't know, I basically just set up this contraption in my closet, so, so you, you, as a camera, is in, on my cabinet right now, and I have my mic here, It's all set up weird because I need to make it, like, stay up in a certain way, and the lamp, I set up a lamp, like, right here, and yeah, I'm just facing my clothes, basically. But I hope this was, I hope this was interesting. I don't know, I feel like I never talk about myself, and when I do, I feel very guilty, so this is a good way for me to, um, document my thoughts and what I'm going through at a certain moment of my life um, and to connect with my friends, um, in doing so. So thanks again. Bye.